The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk of champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. We both write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and the of Own3.com. And right now, it's recruiting, 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 and a little more recruiting. Hey, buddy, what's up? Good morning. It is a lovely day to try to decipher tweets take a gander at navigating through logistical issues and plans for uh, teenagers. Wow. Talk about bringing the energy this morning. Holy cow, Zach. Hey, when you break it down, that's just the nuts and bolts of it, man. You can enjoy it's Twitter fun. all you want. I just don't even deal with Twitter outside of DMing kids because it's been a good way of getting in contact with them. It's either texts, DMs, either on Instagram, Twitter. You feel kind of creepy. But in this business, recruiting – you always feel kind of creepy. So that is what it is. We've talked about this before. It's one or the other. They're either going to want to talk or they're not going to want to talk at all. And they ignore you, which is fine. I get it. At this point, the juncture of their recruitment, early signing day, as we record this on a Wednesday, uh, early signing day is next Wednesday. They've gone through the gauntlet of doing interviews and talking to reporters and I can't imagine. Some of them have been doing it for multiple years. Some of them have been doing it for a year. I never had to do that. I don't know if you did, but uh, I can imagine that it uh, it wears on you. And, um, you know, a lot of times guys either made up their mind or uh, they have a pretty good idea of where they're going. And uh, they just don't want to talk to folks like me and you, which is which is fine. I get it. Totally fine. Um, but, yeah, uh, speaking of Twitter, um, I know everybody loves it. Uh, it's the it, it's such a great way to keep up with recruiting. Uh, on three's own uh, Jerry Hamilton is in Hattiesburg at the Mississippi Alabama uh, All Star Game practices. You can uh, make sure to follow him. Uh, we posted a couple of his stuff, a uh, couple of his stuff in a thread this morning. Um, but he is out at practice um, at Hamilton ESPN on Twitter. You can give him a follow. He's uh, monitoring closely the uh, the defensive line uh, group. And uh, we were talking about before we started, Ben, it is, it is, I don't remember defensive line, defensive lineman being this big when, when I was in high school, way back when. Jaheim Otis is massive. I mean, anytime you can make Aaron Bryant look small, it's impressive. He's going to have to trim up a little bit if he's going to play next year, wherever he ends up. I've talked to people about it, you know, and, and the thing that's kind of just remarkable is despite being somewhere around 350, 360, he is still incredibly athletic. Um, now he is going to have to get to get a little get, get trim it up a little bit. And, and I do think wherever he goes, whether it's Tuscaloosa or Oxford, a strength and conditioning program in the summer is gonna shave off 15, 20 easy. Um, after that, it's gonna be a, a matter of where they want him to play at and how effective he can be but 
I know it's high school, but it's still pretty impressive that he can move like he does at that size. It, you know, handles kicking duties, uh, playing defense, covering kicks. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. But you have uh, him, uh, you know, 6'5", 360, 365. And then you've got Xavier Harris, the Ole Miss commit, 6'8", 350. And then the other Ole Miss commit, Jacarius Clayton, 6'6", 280. That's, uh, as they say in the business, Ben, that dog will hunt. Sure it will. Jaheim Otis came in for a visit to Ole Miss on Sunday, left Monday night, reported for the missile game on Tuesday, had to be there in Hattiesburg by noon. That visit had been in the works since last Tuesday and Ole Miss got it done. If he decides to go somewhere this weekend, it'll have to be one place, either Alabama or Mississippi State. And I'm told that Alabama wants him in. And the reason he'd have to pick is because if you're not on a campus before midnight on Monday, you can't go anywhere. If you are, yeah. that visit, 48 hours, can bleed into what will be a dead period leading up to signing day on the 15th. So Otis will go one of those places, Alabama or Mississippi State. Can't go to both because he has those missile obligations. And that's why it was so important to get him on campus and why Ole Miss, you and I both feel, and everybody really that's been covering this for a while now, believe that Ole Miss has some real momentum. It's really surging with him right now. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Both of us did in the uh, recruiting daily thread. It's been it's been brewing for a while now. I know that it kind of came to fruition, came into town for the Vanderbilt game with his family, and then for the visit uh, that you just mentioned. But they had behind closed doors, all that jargon and and all the metaphors there. They they've been working this one for a while. Um, Derek Nix has been recruiting him for a couple of years. Terrell Buckley has been doing the same, and then Randall Joyner since he was higher, basically made it, you know, his goal to get Xavier Harris, Jacarius Clayton, and Jaheim Otis, the three in-state defensive linemen that we just discussed at length of how large they are. And um, for good reason, because they're all three very good players. Ole Miss has got two of them trying to complete the hat trick and, and get Otis away from Alabama. But, yeah, I mean, I think the – it was imperative to get the family in because Otis has been to Oxford several times. He, he's been by himself. He's been with his, with some buddies. He's been with, um, I believe, he and his uncle going on a, going a bunch of trips together. Um, but he's never had his entire family in town. They got that done. And, and look, I, I know people were were kind of bummed and, you know, oh, well, he wasn't there for A&M and he could see that atmosphere. Well, that's true. But when he was there for Vanderbilt, it was a smaller group. They were able to dedicate a little more time, a little more attention to him. And I think that that's something that uh, may or may not have been intentional. But that, make no mistake, I mean, I think that this was a three-team race for a very long time. I uh, posted yesterday in the thread that I think it's a two-team race right now, and I, and I don't think it's really close. I think Mississippi State has fallen behind. Um, and, and I think that the job that Ole Miss has done – and then the uh, the in-home that they did has really given him a lot to think about. And I, you mentioned going to Alabama. That's the plan right now. Um, but as you've stated and as I've said, a lot of times in recruiting, plans uh, fall through and uh, they don't exactly happen as is written. Um, slated to go to Alabama after the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game that's Saturday morning. It remains to be seen if he'll make that trip. Now, I posted this morning uh, about this exact situation. If he goes, sure, it was on the schedule. He's going to go talk to Nick Saban, going to go talk to that staff. Um, you know, that was what he was planning on doing. I don't think that that's any indication that, well, it's over. Ole Miss is, is out of it. He's, he's solid with Alabama. I mean, maybe it, maybe it means that, maybe it doesn't. Um, if he doesn't show up, it could be he's got a lot to think about. Ole Miss is really uh, kind of pulled neck and neck with 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 the Crimson Tide. Or, like I said in the thread, it, it could just mean he wants to go home. could be tired of it. So, um, certainly something to watch. But, again, if he does show up in Tuscaloosa, I don't think that that's the end of the recruitment by any means. Um, so, but, yeah, it, it's – We've, we've talked about it at length. I think the combination of the stick to of the staff and the success that they had on the field this season and how the defense got better every week, I think that that resonated with him and his family. 
because he's been very open and very honest about wanting to win games and wanting to compete for championships. I think that that's obviously the big draw with, with Alabama and with head coach Nick Saban and how he puts players in the league. You're in, you're out, but they win a lot of games. As we saw last weekend, they win SEC titles and they're in the college football playoff. That's important to, to Otis. While there's Alabama fatigue in the media, there isn't Alabama fatigue in recruiting. <laughs> and Jaheim no. Otis has been committed to Alabama for a long, long time. Now, I'm done making predictions. I've said that countless times. I'm not going to rehash it, but I'm going to make you make a prediction here. Jaheim Otis to Ole Miss on National Signing Day. Put it out there. What is he going to say? What will he say? Do, 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 you, can, you can ask me if you could ask me again on Saturday. I'm not. I'm asking a, you right I'd now. I have a better idea, but if you're yeah, asking that's fine. me now, yes. Um, man, right it's now. close. I think it's very, very, very narrow Alabama at this point. I mean, I would honestly put it at like 51-49, to be honest. Um, you've talked about it a ton. Um mm-hmm. You were you were you were the first to report it and 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 really talk details and, and about how big of a deal it actually is. But the NIL the NIL thing is is big here. Um, you know, Ole Miss hasn't really done a ton of public NIL stuff left and right, but th- they're working the back channels and they're getting things set up, especially for a guy like Jaheim Otis, who you know, along with like a Davison and Venison and. And other guys, they, they, they look at them as a five-star, best-at-their-position type prospect for the 2022 class. And um, I think that that's something to consider. Um, man, it's close. Right now, it's, I'd still lean Alabama. But I, it, I would not be shocked if, if Nick Saban and that staff over there is, is, is starting to sweat a little bit. And I know that they have, you know, one of the better classes in the country right now. And they've got, you know – two or three other dudes over there that are just as good or better than Jaheim Otis. But um, I think they realize that, that Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss are, they're not going anywhere. Um, you know, Crimson Tide got the better of them on the field this year, but look, with all the injuries and, and everything that happened this year, 10 and two is, is pretty loud. And if Ole Miss can, can close with a strong class again uh, next week and in February, um, I think that the SEC West is, is going to get a, get, a, get a lot more fun, Ben. Before we play some buy or sell, for those Ole Miss fans out there that only get their recruiting information from this podcast, this Talk of Champions recruiting podcast, they don't read the dailies, which if you don't, shame on you. Go to the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliateofom3.com. It's every single day. The most up-to-date recruiting information on Ole Miss football that you could possibly want or need, it's there. So check it out at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliateofom3.com. But if the only place you get your information from is this podcast, the biggest developments in Ole Miss recruiting we've covered, one is Jaheim Otis. Another one, he's finally in the portal. Deion Smith from LSU has hit the portal, Zach. Finally. Lo and behold, I got word of it on Twitter. Um, so it does have its its place um but we've but yeah, been reporting I mean, we, this was coming for weeks it's yes, a month. We have, we've talked about it for a while um look i told people you and i talked about it during the season i thought it was pretty telling that when he was recovered and back from his injury that he didn't play um look i mean come on you can read between the lines with that i mean he could have played in the games. He chose not to. Um, <laughs> do I think that that's some kind of uh, stand with, with Ed Orgeron being fired? No, it's because he wanted to leave. Uh, I think it's very clear that Ole Miss is the front runner. Um, there were a couple in the LSU media that were reporting the same thing that you and I have been saying for a while. But, yeah, he. Uh, I think that Ole Miss is the clear favorite. And uh, I wrote about it in my breakdown. Look, did I know they had injuries, and this is not a knock on any of the guys in that room right now because they were not at 100%. And then you had some guys that were very green, hadn't played a ton, or transfers that didn't really have, you know, the chemistry early on, but uh, got it at the end of the year. Looking at you, Jacor Pearson, who came on towards the end of the season and, and was – huge down the stretch, but 
you know, Dontario Drummond was banged up all year. Braylon Sanders was banged up all year. Jonathan Mingo was, was hurt for a good portion of the season. You get a guy like Deion Smith, the former number one player in the, in the state of Mississippi in 2021, top 100 player. You get somebody like him who you look at him now, I mean, coming out of high school, I mean, I think he was probably 170, 175 soaking wet. He's now over 200 pounds, hit the weight room hard. And you put him in a room with Jonathan Mingo, who will be healthy in 2022. The Missouri transferred Jalen Knox, who people rave about in practice, who is ineligible this year due to transfer rules and academic reasons. He will be there in the slot. You put Deion Smith on the other side, out wide with, with Bingo on the other. That's, uh, that's quite the conundrum for uh, defensive coordinators in the SEC. So I think he's an instant impact guy that uh, would play immediately for this offense, regardless of who the offensive coordinator is. And um, just big playability. Kiffin loves to take shots deep. He loves to work the running game to set up the pass. And lull you to sleep. A guy like Deion Smith, a long strider, really good ball skills. Um, the game that everybody talks about was Central Michigan earlier this year where he went off for 100-plus yards, two touchdowns, had a couple circus catches, um, put some poor Chippewa on a poster. Uh, I believe it made SportsCenter's top 10. But, yeah, I mean, that's something that they – you know, Braylon Sanders and, and Drummond would – would do, you know, show flashes of it. But again, they were never 100%. Um, so you get a guy like Deion Smith who can really, really stretch the field, get on DBs quick, in and out of cuts easily. It's it's going to be a problem. Whoever the quarterback is, whoever is running the offense, um, I'll go as far to say if and when he joins the roster, um, it's going to make life easier for the Ole Miss offense. From purely a talent standpoint, Deion Smith will be the most talented wide receiver in that room. Yeah, and I talked about it in my story. You've talked about it at length, and you've actually spoken with them. I've never spoken with them in person. Um, well, technically not with, with Mike Espy. I'm Shay and I have talked. We had class together, but um, they both rave about him. They say he's one of the better prospects that they've ever trained. Mike Espy's trained a ton of good ones. And there's been a ton of good receivers to come out of the state of Mississippi. Um, there's one that plays for the Titans. Uh, can't, his name escapes me. And there's another one that's out in Seattle, has green hair. Um, they're both doing okay. Um, Dante Moncrief, another name that comes to mind, Vincent Sanders. Um, you know, Chad Bumpus went to Mississippi State. Um, Tobias Singleton. Pat Patterson. I mean, the list goes on and on in the state of Mississippi. They've seen them all, and, and they say that, that Deion Smith is up there, if not the best. Um, so that's high praise. But, yeah, a guy that's every bit of 6'3", 200, 205 pounds, that's, uh, that's what you need. I, I mentioned it um, in my breakdown. I talked to a couple of people in Louisiana. They were saying that he was giving them, you know, some Justin Jefferson vibes. And that's, again, high praise with what he did in that offense in 2019 when they went 15 and 0 won the national title. So, Hey, you, you can get somebody that's like a receiver that was on that team. <laughs> yeah. You're cooking with gas. We'll get right back to Zach Barry in this edition of talk of champions recruiting. After Zach tells you about some proud sponsors of talk of champions. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor outdoor restaurant bar and entertainment space on South Lamar and Oxford. 10,000 square feet of indoor space and three quarters of an acre of outdoor space complete with a full stage indoor and outdoor projectors, three bars, a children's playground and parking on site for you to come and enjoy all of their open fire barbecue and the fixings that come with it. And now you can contact Lamar Yard and ask them about their catering and private event rental options. Perfect for that next big celebration and or the Grove party in the fall or if you want to inquire about doing some catering in the spring for Ole Miss baseball. They are your quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. Football season is back at Ole Miss. As we all know, we are rolling in to the end of the 2021 season. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild in South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one Moscow mules, all of that and more, 
the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoysa fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. Another big-time headline for Ole Miss football recruiting that you need to know. We've covered Jaheim Otis, Deion Smith finally in the portal. Cam Johnson, I talked to him late last night, reached out to him on Twitter. He got back to me. We just exchanged some texts back and forth. He is visiting Ole Miss later this month. He said December 21st, and that's why I put it in the story. I understand that that's a dead period. It's a dead period for recruiting, so the coaches wouldn't be able to have contact with him if that's when he's coming on campus. So I wanted to put in the story – later this month, but he said the 21st, so I put it as the 21st. Here's the bottom line. Cam Johnson's coming in for a visit. And like Jordan Watkins of Louisville, who's coming in this weekend, if they're coming in for a visit as a transfer, and I know that Dylan Gabriel and Zach Evans just got off a visit and there's been no Ole Miss commitment, but I feel like these two, Ole Miss is pretty far down the road with both of them. So you're talking about Deion Smith, we both agree, is probably, if not inevitably, I don't want to say anything's a foregone conclusion in recruiting, but if anything was a foregone conclusion in recruiting, Deion Smith eventually ending up at Ole Miss is kind of that. It is that. So if it's mm-hmm. Deion Smith plus Jordan Watkins plus Cam Johnson, because I feel like Ole Miss is well down the road with both of them, that's doing pretty good work as far as restocking your cupboard after Dontario Drummond to Core Pearson. And who am I missing? Braylon Sanders are all gone. Yeah. Your top three wide receivers off of this team who accounted for around 50% of your catches, your receiving yards, and your touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I think it's – and look, you can – the common thread here outside of Smith, who is just, you know, incredibly high upside, uber talented. You look at a Cam Johnson, a Jordan Watkins, these are two guys that have a ton of experience in Power 5 football. They've played a ton of snaps. Uh, Cam Johnson, you know, most notably, as you said, he played in every game outside of, you know, having a – a leg injury. Uh, he never missed a game in his time in Nashville for the Commodores. So these are two guys in Watkins and Johnson played a ton of snaps. And um, I think Johnson's the versatile one. I think he can play both. He can be inside and outside. He, can't. he worked think- predominantly from the slot last year. So he could be mm-hmm. an obvious, just slide in kind of like Jacor Pearson slot guy, even though Dontario worked mostly out of the slot this year in leading the team with 900 and something yards receiving came from the slot. I think Deion Smith's more of an outside guy. You're starting to see kind of how they're mm-hmm. putting it together. Jordan Watkins more of an outside guy, I think, and then Cam Johnson, a slot player. It just makes a lot of sense as far as how they're trying to construct things with everything they lost offensively. Yeah, because if you, if you look at kind of the group that they're trying to put together, you know, Mingo, big play threat, physical, throw, you know, just get him the football. Screens, you know, quick hitches in routes. He's a big body guy, kind of like an AJ DK Metcalf who is physical after the catch. Then you've got Deion Smith, who I said can stretch the field, get vertical, big plays in the red zone. Um, And then you look at the other guys, Cam Johnson, Jordan Watkins, um, and Jalen Knox, all crafty slot guys that can make people miss in small spaces, matchup nightmares against linebackers. You know, Watkins is a guy from Kentucky, a legitimate 4-3-8, 4-4 guy, a lot of speed, um, and not just straight line. He's he's a good route runner and uh, can make you miss. And then Knox is, is 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 a lot like Johnson, where he's just a a solid slot guy, good hands, and can kind of do it all. If you want him to be outside, he can do that. But probably working primarily in the slot. If you've got a guy like Mingo, Deion Smith, and then don't forget about the guys that are on the roster. Um, I anticipate Braylon Brown being in the mix heavy in 2022. He was hampered by a uh, 
hamstring injury this year. I think they were, and this is my opinion. I don't know. I think they were being cautious and they didn't want to push him back too soon because hamstrings are tough, man. If you continue to re-aggravate it, it's, it's, it's hard to get out there and play full speed at the SEC level. So he was a guy that they were incredibly high on coming out of high school. He's got the frame to play outside. I mean, this is going from, like you said, losing over 50% of your yards and in, in receptions to, you know, hey, it could possibly be okay because we're bringing in these guys that are experienced and have a ton of talent and playmaking ability. So um, those three names in Smith, Watkins, and Johnson, you bring those three in, that's a lot of experience um, and, and a lot of talent. All right, let's play some buy or sell. It's buy or sell. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. Both right for the Old Miss Spirit. OMSpirit.com and affiliate of On3.com. And if you haven't already subscribed or reviewed Talk of Champions in iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Let's start at quarterback. Buy or sell Dylan Gabriel without Jeff Levy, who's now gone to Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel still ending up as an Ole Miss Rebel. Uh, I would still buy it at this point. I think the ability to come in and play in an offense where it is essentially an open competition. There is no clear-cut favorite or seasoned vet that you're having to compete with. Altmaier played, you know, in a reserve role when when Matt Corral got that got hurt at the at the Auburn game. Did well, but outside of that, it was just some mop-up duty, hand, you know, doing some handoffs here and there. Um, so it's going to be a competition no matter who it is, whether it's Gabriel or anybody else. I, I'm still buying it. I think the Levy connection made a ton of sense, but now that he is gone, I, I wouldn't completely rule it out. I mean, it, it's not like he didn't meet with Lane Kiffin and, and talk with him uh, about the offense. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would think that regardless of what, you know, Levy leaving means, I, I would think that I would venture to guess that Jeff Levy probably still told Dylan Gabriel, like, hey, man, it's a, it's a good offense. It's a good place to be. I enjoyed living there. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would think that it's still – I'd still buy at this point. He helps. I think sell. Kiffin likes him too. It wasn't just Levy. Yeah, he helped sell Ole Miss to Dylan Gabriel, not just on his visit, but if everything I was told is true, he was upfront and honest about the whole situation with Dylan Gabriel and others and basically said, look, whether I'm here or not, this is a great spot for you. So, if that's the case – then Ole Miss should still be in a good position for him. And when you look around at the landscape of transfer portal quarterbacks, who else is it right now for Ole Miss? Quinn Ewers, that's not happening. He's staying in Texas. Spencer Rattler, it appears like he's going to UCLA or somewhere else, that there's not a lot of Ole Miss momentum there. Miles Brennan, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be Miles Brennan. It's not going to be Jack Miller. I'm not getting anything on any of those guys. It wouldn't surprise me. I know this. Caleb Williams was not happy about the Jeff Levy hire. And a lot of the pitch, I guess, from Jeff Levy's side of things was potentially bringing Arch with him, Arch Manning, and that got back. Even with the conversation with Jeff Levy with Caleb Williams, it got back to the family. Effectively, he's just keeping the seat warm until Arch gets there or something like that. I don't think that Jeff Levy is the entire key to Arch Manning's recruitment for Oklahoma and for Ole Miss. I don't think that at all. Now, he was a big part of Ole Miss's pitch for Arch Manning, so who they hire as an offensive coordinator does matter but you don't make a hire or make those type of decisions based off of the decision of one player, even if it's Arch Manning. And I understand Ole Miss fans, this is the recruit still. Um, If Caleb Williams ends up in the portal, which I've heard is a real possibility, it's a foregone conclusion for many people that he'll go to USC and follow Lincoln Riley. I'm told that's not the case either. And Ole Miss would absolutely be interested. Of course, Ole Miss would be interested. Any school of consequence would be interested but I think that mm-hmm. Ole Miss would have a better shot than most of really getting his attention from things that I'm hearing. I'm trying to say this in a diplomatic way. Point being is there's a real possibility that the transfer quarterback is somebody we just don't even know yet. Let's say, for example, if Graham Harrell becomes the OC. I'm just throwing a name out there. It was on your hot mm-hmm. board. Dart getting to the transfer portal. Possibly. Possibly. Good. Yeah, he yeah. could. He, there, there's he, no – there's no – end date for this stuff 
there's no hard date outside of well, they got to be enrolled for the spring semester. Well, that's late January. The portal is different because they they don't have a deadline. This that's isn't right. there's no deadline or yeah. or February. It, it's yeah, they can they can wait and see what shakes out. They can wait to see who Ole Miss hires as 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 offensive coordinator. They can wait to see who their team sign at quarterback or who they target in the transfer hey, portal. Jacquez so, Jones waited until June. June. Yeah. I mean, this stuff yeah. isn't going to stop anymore. Roster reconstruction is not going to be settled until you kick off your first game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Caleb Williams is someone that could fit what, and I don't think he doesn't fit what Levy wants to do, but I, I think he fits both offenses. What, you know, he could, his family is not happy with the Levy hire. And if he does get in the portal because of it, Ole Miss could be a spot. I know Ole Miss is absolutely going to engage, blah, 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 blah. Every school of consequence will, but I'm just told that Ole Miss would have a real shot there. I'm not trying to get your hopes up about Caleb Williams. I think right now Dylan Gabriel is the only one of the ones we know that makes any real sense. I think Spencer Rattler makes sense, but I just don't think that's happening. I've heard nothing recently. Early on, yeah, there was a lot of Ole Miss juice there. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. I just don't hear it anymore. I don't, I don't see it anymore. And I think we would know something yeah. a little bit more definitive Ole Miss's side of things for Spencer Rattler if there was something real there. And I just don't think there's anything real there. Well, anymore. it was – yeah, I mean, there, it was very, very clear, in my opinion, that he was heading to Tempe and going to Arizona State. And then Jaden Daniels announced he was coming back. Mm-hmm. Things changed. Um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson leaving UCLA. There is a vacancy there now at quarterback. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler would have to – do battle with a familiar name and Justin Martin who Ole Miss recruited who is committed and will sign with the Bruins. But uh, you have to think that Rattler would like his chances there against a true freshman as a guy that's played meaningful, significant snaps at a power five school like Oklahoma was a, uh, you know, preseason Heisman front runner at one point after a uh, impressive 2020 season. So he's going to go somewhere where he thinks that he will have the best shot to start. Now Ole Miss, fits that description. Like I said, they don't really have an established starter, but as you just mentioned, haven't heard a lot about Spencer Rattler in the last couple of weeks. So I think he's going to go West. So right now it's just Dylan Gabriel. And then we'll kind of see how the portal shakes out. Yeah. I would agree with that. Percy Lewis came on a visit this weekend. He declined an interview. Once we tried to catch up with him afterwards, he did say he enjoyed his visit, but he's still going to go to Mississippi state this weekend. If signing day were today, he would sign with Ole Miss. Signing day is not today, and Mississippi State is right there, and they want him bad. Buy or sell, Ole Miss ending up with Percy Lewis on signing day. I'll buy that right now. Um, Jake Thornton has been working him incredibly hard. Once so is Mississippi State, though. Yeah, yeah. Once he decommitted from Oregon, it became clear it was going to be Ole Miss for State, in my opinion. I think it was very obvious the way that he – honed in on those two schools, took visits, talking with coaches. Um, But again, I think the pitch here is for him to come in and start immediately. Um, Ole Miss, I think the offense appeals more to Lewis, just kind of scheme-wise. His family is a family of farmers and – Mississippi State, I think his dad, like there's been some job he's worked with Mississippi State. There's a lot of connections there. I'm not just talking about the agricultural stuff with Mississippi State, but their family has worked in conjunction in some way with Mississippi State. I don't know the entire connection there. Point is, it's a harder pull than people realize, I think, with Percy Lewis. I think Mississippi State has the most built-in advantages than Ole Miss. For Ole Miss to make up this much ground and have a real shot to sign him is a big deal. But I don't want Ole Miss fans to think that he's a shoe-in to Ole Miss just because he had a great visit and there's an obvious spot for him to start. There are other considerations for him as well. He'd have those same opportunities at Mississippi State, and he's already got a really strong relationship with them. Not to mention he's going in this week, and Ole Miss desperately wanted to try to get him to cancel that visit. He's still going, and I think that's a big deal. So if he ends up at Mississippi State, no surprise. Ole Miss, no surprise. I consider it a complete toss-up, completely 50-50. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i going with my gut here and just thinking that the scheme at Ole Miss appeals more to him in terms of it's more balanced, run block, pass block. Look, if you go to Mississippi State, you, you kind of know going in that you're going to have to pass block 50-plus times a game. 
Um, not saying that Percy Lewis can't do that, but look, man, that's taxing. That's a lot. Um, and, and I would probably venture to guess that the majority of offensive linemen like run blocking better than pass blocking. It's, <laughs> you, you know what you're doing. You're, you're getting after it. Uh, pass blocking is more of a, it's reactionary. You're, you're waiting to see what the defensive lineman, the defensive end does run blocking. You know what you're doing, you're going and you're getting after it. So I, I think that that is something if we're getting into the X's and O's portion of this recruitment, I think that that might be something that, that might tip the scales in Ole Miss's favor. But again, like you said, it, it, Mississippi state's not going away and and they're in it for sure. I lean by here, though. I think Ole Miss has done a nice job recruiting him, and um, it, it seems that they've gotten a little bit of momentum after their their in home and after the visit. Larry Simmons told us after his visit to Ole Miss this weekend, he's one hundred percent committed to Ole Miss, but he still might visit Mississippi State this weekend. Recruiting isn't it great? Isn't it fun? Isn't it grand? Buy or sell? Mississippi State making a real push at Larry Simmons before signing day. Uh, you know, I'm going to say sell. I think that he's taken visits there and we've talked about it before. A lot of, the, a lot of times these visits, especially unofficials for game weekends, it, it's a lot of just these dudes want to go hang out with their friends. And sometimes the home game is a little bit more appealing uh, for them to, to go to a particular game. I think it's, I think Larry, despite taking the visits, Larry Simmons has been very upfront of where he stands with Ole Miss and He's gone on those visits, and, you know, of course, Mississippi State will welcome him on those visits every time because we always say follow the visits. But um, I think his, his, his official last weekend kind of sealed things up. I think he signs with Ole Miss. I, I don't think that, that State will push too hard here. Um, they received a commitment from a, from a receiver, um, I believe it was last week or maybe two weeks ago, um, Again, if he wants to go take visits there, they'll, they'll welcome him with open arms. But I, I think that Larry Simmons signs with Ole Miss um, before it's all said and done. Mississippi State has definitely continued to push hard for him, though. They want him. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's, a, he's an excellent receiver. And they, they would certainly love to add him to their class because Lord knows they throw the ball enough. But, um, but yeah, I, the word I got out of Oxford after his visit was that it kind of, you know, solidified things. Buy or sell almost flips Cam East or finishes off the flip because he did commit it from Mississippi State. I'm buying that. Again, I, I think the the not only the pitch of, of coming in, being able to compete. Uh Ole Miss played a lot of young guys this year that now it was due to injuries and they were banged up. But Jake Thornton is is not shy about playing young guys. If they can play, you're gonna get on the field. And um I think that the relationship that he has with with Thornton and the rest of the staff. And I think that he fits the bill of what they're doing at offensive linemen, where they're trying to get long and they're trying to get athletic. And Cam East at six seven is what they want to do, whether it's at guard or tackle, left or right. Um, he fits what Thornton is looking for in this class. You look at the rest of the guys, Timmy Gagafine, Preston Cushman, Bryson Hurst, they're all big, long, athletic, and physical. And uh, East is someone that um, that would fit right in with the rest of them. And, and I do think that Ole Miss would certainly love to go into Louisiana at St. Augustine, a phenomenal high school program, and get a guy out of there, especially with Brian Kelly hiring Frank Wilson this week. you you, you got to get in there and get some dudes while you can because it's going to be hard with Uncle Frank there now. Four-star edge Travion Williams is supposed to come in for a visit this weekend, one of the many visitors expected on campus. Mississippi State leads for him. That continues to be the case. He visited Mississippi State last weekend. He didn't come out of it publicly committing to Mississippi State, and I say that with emphasis, publicly committing to Mississippi State. There are some rumors that he privately committed, but I don't know. You can never verify that. Coming in for a visit this weekend, buy or sell, a real shot does Ole Miss have at Travion Williams come signing day. Yeah, it's hard to verify when you don't see it on Twitter because that's that's where you go to verify things. But Or reaching out to the kids, Zach, or reaching out to people around them. You don't have to just go through Twitter. Yeah, recruiting is personal, man. You, you, you got to get personal with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still selling. I think he ends up at Mississippi State. Now, again, you throw a wrench into this by yourself 
playing if he shows up in Oxford. Um, I think Randall Joyner and the staff have a lot of ground to make up. I mean, this one's been pretty wild. It's since the Grove Bowl moving to the commitment to Florida State and then the decommitment from Florida State. Since then, it's pretty much been wire to wire Mississippi State. They have prioritized him and then some. I think right now it's all Mississippi State. But again, follow the visits. If he shows up in Oxford, sits down with the staff, talks with them. Um, this is where I think you have to kind of look at, you know, the intangibles with a recruitment where it's both schools are, are, are winning. Both schools are going to bowl games. They're having postseasons. Um, both schools, now the trajectories are slightly different, but they're, they're trending upward. Um, you know, how does he feel about the defense? You know, how does he feel about Zach Arnett's defense versus DJ Durkin's defense? How do they plan on utilizing him? Is he going to be a straight, strong side edge rusher? Or is he going to be more of a, you know, a hybrid, weak side, stand-up linebacker? Travion did a little bit of everything in high school. Um, you know, where's the fit? What does he prefer to do versus what the schools want him to do? Because at the end of the day, these in-state guys, for the most part, are going to be torn. I don't think any of these players grow up cheering for either school. Um, you don't find that very often in recruiting. So this isn't some, you know, well, Ole Miss really wants me, but man, I grew up a bulldog. Like that, that's not the case here. So this is where the staffs have to really work hard and, and, and push um, what they do on a recruit. And can Randall Joyner convince him or is Zach Arnett already done enough legwork to, to solidify his commitment. But again, if he shows up in Oxford, game on. But um, I'm still selling here. I still think he ends up at Mississippi State. Um, that would be quite the coup for, for Ole Miss to, to get not only Williams, but, you know, Saving Harris, Jacarius Clayton, and then they're in, the, they're in the thick of it for Jaheim Otis. I mean, that right there would be the hall of all halls in uh, recruiting. But I'm selling here. I still think he ends up in Starkville. But, again, if he shows up, that will pique some interest for sure. Some quick hitter by ourselves. Ole Miss is the favorite for DeCarlos Nicholson, the JUCO transfer cornerback. I'll say sell. Why? Uh, I mean, I think he likes Kentucky uh, and then Mississippi State's in it too, so they're muddying the water a bit. Um, not saying I don't think he could end up in, in Oxford. There's a difference between I, saying Ole Miss is the favorite and I think Ole Miss ends up with him on sure. signing day. I think Ole Miss ends up with him on signing day, but I do not consider Ole Miss the favorite right yeah. now. So we're kind of exactly. speaking semantically, but I get why you'd sell that. Davidson Igbenosin, buy or sell. Ole Miss is the favorite to land him on National Signing Day. Bye. Yes. Yeah. Something would have to go really, really wrong for him to not end up an Ole Miss Rebel on Signing there, Day, I think. There would have to be multiple staff members that go somewhere else. Going to jump right back to Zach Barry in this edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting after Zach tells you about a few more proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 seven, 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. 
show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smart about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Derek Moore, the defensive lineman out of St. Francis Academy, buy or sell, Ole Miss is a realistic landing spot for him come National Signing Day. Oh, I'll buy that for sure. Um, very realistic. Ole Miss signed uh, one of his former teammates, uh, Damon Clowney, a couple of years ago. Uh, former Ole Miss Rebel Wayne Dorsey is his defensive line coach at, at St. Francis. Decommitted from Oklahoma. He's looking around. Um, I believe he took a trip to L.A. to go meet with USC and Lincoln Riley and that new staff. Um, but slated to come in town this weekend. Again, if the visits happen, you got to pay attention. Um, so I think that this is something to, to keep an eye on. Um, he's a, a bit of a hybrid there. I, th- I think he ends up as a linebacker at the next level. And, and Ole Miss right now is, is in need of linebackers. Um, Reginald, Reginald Hughes is kind of the lone linebacker um, in this class right now. They're, they're still opting for, for others. Jaron Willis comes to mind, the Georgia Tech commit. I think they're still in it there. Um, but they would absolutely love to bring Derek Moore in this class. He is a high-level um, playmaker off the edge who can do a little bit of both. I think he can put his hand down and get after the quarterback, and I think he's also more than capable of uh, standing up in a two-point and, and covering people in space and, and making tackles from that linebacker position. So, yeah, I, I would buy that he is a realistic option for Ole Miss right now, especially hearing- if he makes it to town this weekend. We're hearing Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin will hold an in-home visit with own three consensus four-star running back Trevante Citizen this week. Buy or sell that, that Trevante Citizen is a realistic possibility for Ole Miss. I kind of teeter back and forth on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go sell. Uh, I alluded to the hire of Frank Wilson earlier. I, but Brian Kelly knows what he's doing with that. He knows he's got to get a guy in there that that knows the lay of the land. And I think that's, part of the reason why Frank Wilson was brought on for Brian Kelly. Hey, these local guys that have decommitted and are looking around, I need you to go shore this up. Um, it's also kind of twofold. I think it's more of he's going to end up at LSU because more times than not, Louisiana guys that LSU wants end up there. But I also think that, that Ole Miss is, is probably not going to push. Uh, they don't need another running back, in my opinion. Um, and I think they love what they have in Quinshawn Judkins. So I don't think it's a necessary need for them to get another running back in this class. But um, certainly if they could get him, they would. Um, I, I'm not saying that they're not going to recruit him because of Judkins, but I'd more lean sell just because he's from Louisiana. And I think LSU will end up with him. Almost absolutely loves Quinshawn Judkins, and he's a highly ranked kid, a four-star, according to On3. But I think from an Ole Miss fan's perspective, he's not quite appreciated as much as he should be because that kid's a stud. He could step in and play next year, especially if they lose both Snow oh, yeah. and Jerion. Really play. He's he's interesting. Um, you know, I talked with some folks in Alabama um, about his game, and, you know, obviously Pike Road ran the table, went undefeated, won the 5A title. Um, 
their offense is, 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 is certainly interesting. It's a little throwback, kind of a single wing type offense where they essentially have a quarterback lined up that is a running back and they just basically do direct snaps. And he is somebody that I think is versatile enough to, to do what Kevin Smith likes to do, where he likes to rotate guys in. He likes to keep guys fresh because they love to dictate pace with tempo. And they want to keep guys fresh and, and rotate backs in and out. Um, but he's also a guy that can, can go high volume. I mean, he had over 30 carries in the state championship game. He won the MVP. So it, it's a guy where he can be a bell cow if you need him to, but he can also pick him up and put him down. And if he's fresh and goes in, um, you know, to spell, you know, whether it's Jerry Neely, Henry Parrish, Snoop Connor, Kendrell Bullock, whoever it is, um, I, I agree with you. I think that he is someone that Kevin Smith expects to play a lot in 2022. All right. For the rest of the week, what are you most paying attention to in Ole Miss recruiting? I mean, it's this weekend. It's uh, will Jaheim Otis take a trip to Alabama? If he doesn't, I don't think that really necessarily means anything, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. We mentioned Trevion Williams. If he shows up in Oxford, that is certainly something to keep an eye on. And then the other guys that we talked about, um, the visit list that we put out yesterday, um, some important targets to Carlos Nicholson. Uh, there's an Auburn transfer that's coming in. That's a defensive back. Um, you mentioned Derek Moore coming in from Baltimore. These guys are, are being brought in for a reason the weekend before early signing day. So if they are to make it on campus, that absolutely means that they are candidates to join this class and they are pushing for them. Um, I, I guess the one thing I would throw out there that we haven't discussed uh, we've talked about quarterbacks and transfer portal candidates. Uh, keep an eye on Nick Evers. He was committed to Florida for a, seems like forever. Um, quarterback out of Flower Mound, Texas. He's a four-star and on three. Decommitted um, from Florida. Now that Billy Napier is the head coach, uh, Dan Mullen is no longer there. Uh, Ole Miss offered him way back in the spring. Despite not having an OC, I would anticipate them at least giving him a call and uh, kind of testing the waters there to see uh, what his interest might be in the offense. I've reached out to him to see who he's hearing from and if he has heard from Ole Miss, if he does get back to me, I will, of course, report that in the thread uh, at OM Spirit at on three. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the only other thing that I would say to keep an eye out for um, the rest of the week into the weekend before we uh, turn the page to December 15th. It's, uh, it's damn near already here. Any surprise visitors you expect this weekend? Um, man, I, look, if it's – I wouldn't say by any means that it's a lock or a foregone conclusion or whatever you want to – however you want to phrase it. But if Jaheim Otis were to somehow make it back to Oxford after the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game – Oh, well, that, then that's that, a that, totally different conversation. He's not going to come that, in this weekend. He's going to Alabama or State. Pretty telling. If he came to Ole Miss, so, yeah, that's different. It changes the conversation completely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably – Look, if you were threatening my life today and said, Ben, you have to choose, <laughs> where is Jaheim Otis going as of right now today? You have to choose. Your life is in danger. I would choose Ole Miss. Fine, I did it. I, I did it. I said it. There. Okay, we, we made him do it. But I'll believe it when I see it. I have stuck to my guns on that. I'm bullish. I have been bullish. He's been committed to Alabama for a long time. He's still committed to Alabama. Alabama wants him. They're recruiting him not as an offensive lineman, but as a defensive lineman. They expect to get him in this weekend. I still believe that he's going to end up there. But if you put a gun to my head, threaten my life today, I'd have to go with what I know. What I know is Ole Miss has the momentum, and everybody I talked to said this. So. I, I don't disagree. I mean, I said that I was barely leaning Alabama here. I mean, look, it's this isn't just early signing day drama that we are cultivating here. I mean, it is legitimate Ole Miss, Alabama, knockdown, drag out, rock fight for Jaheim Otis right now. So um, it wouldn't shock me either. I mean, uh, if, he ends, if he signs with Alabama, you, you know, like who can fault him for what Alabama does, defensive lineman? But look, I don't think it would be some humongous upset that is just breaking news running on the ticker on ESPN if you were to end up at Ole Miss. Because if you followed the recruitment, 
I mean, he's taken, I've lost track at this point, six, seven visits to, to Oxford. Um, he came for a game with his entire family. He came back for an official visit. Um, Ole Miss has done it in home with him. Lane Kiffin's already gone to see him in Columbia with Derek Nix. Um, I, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be insane for it to happen. So yeah, I, I hope no one's threatening your life and making <laughs> thank you, you thank this, you. It took but, you long enough to say it. Well, I mean, I didn't. You won't be it. out of the way, don't you? <laughs> Unless the person knows how to mute Zoom, I, I, I assumed you were okay. All right, but yeah, what are you hearing on Zach Evans? I'm making this your show. This is talk of champions recruiting. You have the ads. Uh, your show. I'm letting you. You people yeah, say I talk over I, people too much these days. I'm trying to stop. No, you don't do that. No, this is. I mean, this is textbook give and take here. <laughs> I think Zach Evans is still Ole Misses to lose. I do too. I do too. I think Kevin Smith being on staff in Oxford is paramount for this to happen. Um, he's saying all the right things. He, he's been through the recruitment process before and, and Lord knows he, he got his money worth the first go around. He knows how to do interviews. He knows how to be diplomatic with his answers that will, I'm glad you brought this up. That's another thing to pay attention to. Will he, or won't he show up in Knoxville? He is scheduled to make a trip there. If he shows up in Knoxville again, don't freak out. I don't think that means that, Oh, he's going to Rocky top. no, I think he just wants to take his visits. He visited there before during his high school recruitment. I think he just wants to go and, and, and see what they have to say. I do still think that Ole Miss is the most viable option for him. Um, again, we alluded to what Kevin Smith likes to do with his running backs, um, keep them fresh. And I think that that's something that is not talked about enough, but I think that, that that bodes well for their pro prospects. You come in, you get a ton of touches, but you're not getting just run into the ground and the tread on the tires is not just bald by the time you leave. I think that's something to keep an eye on, and I think that that's very intentional with what Kevin Smith does. He's been in the league. He knows what it's like to be a bell cow type guy with how he ran the football at UCF. He a bell was cow type guy. Show is what he said. The only the only show in town for UCF back then. Played in the league. I think he realizes it's better for the future of these players to keep them fresh. I think it's you know, it, it's certainly a maybe. There are guys that like to be. Hey, give me the ball twenty five times a game. What are you there basing are that, that like off that. of? Are you just assuming that Kevin Smith thinks this way, or, or is this coming from somebody? this is my opinion oh but i mean he loves he loves to rotate guys i mean that's that was the you know that was the conversation that people had all year about snoop connor why is snoop getting more touches he was the finisher they just kind of put him in that box i they go with what works i mean they're a very you know i will say this because we got to finish up jerry on ely finishing the season really strong was important on a number of different levels it wasn't just about Jerry on and his future, but with the style of running back that he is with what they were pursuing in the portal. Now that person is Zach Evans. There was so much yeah. riding on Jerry on finishing the season strong and he did. And that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Yeah. And, and yeah, right. just, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause just so we're clear, I, I have not talked to Kevin Smith about this. Well, you didn't have to say it. Didn't, you didn't have to say it. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about his style. This is just, my perception of watching Ole Miss play, I think he likes to utilize, get guys in there that are fresh because they like to go high tempo. So I think that that makes sense. And I think that that's good for these players as they get ready to go to the NFL because they're not just run into the ground, you know, 200 carries plus a season. That's just my opinion. NCAA president Mark Emmert, I'm, I'm looking at Twitter. I always make fun of Zach for Twitter. And here I'm looking at Twitter. Being a university president is the hardest job in America. Who's he ever say? laid concrete? <laughs> Has Man, he ever dug a on. ditch? Has he ever he's, done any I manual tell labor? What, tell you what, he's he's, he's never he is worked. Such a loser! God, just never, shut up. Ladarius Tennyson, transfer from Auburn, defensive back, is on campus right now. I think that one's pretty much getting wrapped up. As we get out of here, yeah, yeah. SEC caliber athlete. I believe 
without looking it up, former four-star um, yes. athlete will play oh, defensive back. star. Uh, look, they're just trying to get experienced guys in that can play immediately and ben, can you're, keep you're the momentum a, going. Ben, don't be a jackass. Shut up. I get what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, a lot going on. Stay, uh, stay locked in on the, uh, recruiting daily thread, everything going on at, at on three and, uh, OM spirit. We will, uh, we will keep you abreast of what is going on in recruiting. The Ole Miss Spirit, OldMissSpirit.com, and affiliate of OldMiss3.com. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter, he's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. It's been Talk of Champions recruiting. See you next week, buddy. See ya. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.